Stephen King's an interesting guy. I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Stephen King, but I don't think you really know about Stephen King. For example, did you know that Stephen King wrote at least 89 books? Now, technically, Stephen King has only published 59 novels, including seven under his alias Richard Bachman. He wrote five nonfiction books, and he's written over 200 short stories, the majority of which have been compiled into book collections. Many of his short stories are set in Maine. Now, less important in the context of what Stephen King does is I want to talk more about how often he does it. That's write, that's create, that's produce. Anybody that wants to be a writer or a content creator or anything, a lot of them turn to Stephen King as the mecca, as the king of someone that could just churn out novel after novel, hit after hit. They say, what's his secret? This man must have signed a deal with the devil to have such a connection to his consciousness to be able to develop these creatures coming from uh, out of the cosmos. The reality is, and Stephen will be the first one to tell you, the reason why Stephen King is so proficient at writing is because he sits down and challenges himself. It's as simple as that. There was a video where it was him and George R.R. R. Martin, the creator of Game of Thrones, and George R.R. R. Martin said something along the lines of, you know, you create 10 books in the time I'm able to create one. Well, what do you recommend? What's your trick? How do you create so many? And Stephen King said something along the lines of stay off Twitter, sit down and write. It's the truth, because that's what Stephen King's always done. Now, Stephen King hasn't always had it easy. Stephen King, you see, suffered with addiction. He was, I believe, addicted to alcohol, cocaine, even as much as heroin, I believe. That didn't stop him from writing. You see, there's a difference between acknowledging you have a problem and justifying lack of action because you have a problem. Now, you can have a problem, and that problem can cause dilemmas, but that problem doesn't have to stop progress. You see, you can work on your problem while still moving forward at the same time. Anything else is actually an excuse, especially if you want to get well. Stephen King is someone that's been through it all, he's been through addiction, and he came out the other side, and he's still successful. I would argue even more successful than he's ever been. And a big portion of that is because he challenged himself. He never stopped challenging himself. He continued to push himself when he didn't feel like doing it. Because it's not about feeling like doing it. It's just about doing it. So if you haven't, if you haven't figured out what today's episode is about yet, today's episode is about challenging yourself. And there's a reason for that. And this is going to be a little bit more involved than most of my podcasts because I'm going to hold you to something. I've created a subreddit. A subreddit that involves the Lorne Bronstein brand and a big part of that is my podcast and the community within my podcast so i'll give you a link to the subreddit but you can find me at r lorne bronstein on reddit or just type in my name lorne bronstein reddit and you'll find it i would love for you to join if you're not on reddit you can make an account or you can just follow the posts but there's one specific post that i'm making for this specific episode and it's going to be ongoing beyond this episode and that's about keeping up with each other's challenges I will share my current challenge. I hope some of you will share your current challenges on there and we'll be able to go back to this specific thread and comment on each other and boost each other to remind us to stay on top of our challenges, track each other's progress, and hopefully as a whole, as a community, we'll be able to ensure that we're all reaching our goals or hopefully beyond our goals. So, that, so that's, I'm going to get into a little bit later, but I want to cover a few more things about Stephen King and the importance of challenging yourself and what the rewards of challenging yourself can be. So let's get into that. I'm just going to take a little bit of a meta approach here. I'm aware that previously in this episode of the podcast, I said proficient when I meant to use the word prolific. And you see, that's part of the challenging experience. And just to go meta game for a second, 
use language outside of your comfort zone because sometimes you'll screw up but you know what more often you'll catch yourself and it will increase your vocabulary you'll be a better communicator and you'll be able to convey your thoughts to people a lot easier so you may stumble on words you may use words in the wrong context but you know what it's important to do that because the same way you may fail as you exercise it's the mental exercise the more you do it the easier it becomes and the easier it will become to communicate and as something as important as communication in our day and age when you're communicating through your phones on Twitter on Instagram on Facebook through YouTube through blog posts communication is key so that is one important part of this and that's just just to give you a meta approach that the challenge never stops no matter what you're doing I'm almost in episode 50 of my podcast and I'm still constantly challenging myself through my vocabulary through information through sharing my insights with you I try to convey them in a way that's easy to digest despite when I read them they're far more convoluted I try to simmer them down because I feel it allows me to fully understand them better and it allows you guys to understand it on a fundamental level that way if you have a greater interest you can really dive deep with at least the foundational understanding of what you're going into so once again this thing comes full circle I just want to share a little bit of the transparency with you about why challenging is so important but there are actually scientific benefits to challenging yourself so the first one's a little biological and it may stretch the limits of your understanding but ironically that's the that's the benefits of challenging yourself by stretching the limits of your understanding you're forcing yourself to create more gray matter in the brain and connect synapses that have never connected before when synapses connect you generate a new idea essentially when you learn something new the benefit of that is it slows down the creation of the negative proteins that help create and exacerbate the symptoms and eventually the disease of Alzheimer's and dementia so by creating new ideas by strengthening your brain by creating new synapses and widening your gray matter you're reducing your chances of becoming ill and suffering with a horrific brain disease that is Alzheimer's or dementia so if nothing else you can confidently feel that you're slowly keeping away the diseases that afflict many people unfortunately especially in North America I'm sure many of you have family members or friends that have suffered from this and it's it's a very degenerative disease but things like meditation thinking reading pushing the boundaries of your understanding have physiological effects on the brain so before we even get into the emotional or psychological benefits of challenging yourself there's actually physiological benefits as well so it's important to continually challenge yourself because as we get older we fall into these neural pathways of following the same patterns of things that we always do it becomes muscle memory and muscle memory literally means the time it takes for your brain to connect to whatever the action is is far shorter because you've done it so much time so many times so there's a shorter there's a literal shorter pathway in the brain because you've done it so many times that it's that's why it's muscle memory to do something that's more difficult it's a longer time to travel to make that connection to do that action but by doing so you're strengthening your brain physiologically so challenging yourself has physical benefits besides the psychological and emotional benefits that's the most important one now we're going to cover psychology and emotional benefits a big portion of why people don't challenge themselves is due to fear fear is something that lives within all of us some of us seek it out through horror movies or books or television or music but most of us avoid it at all the time why do we avoid it well the biological response to fear would be for the sake of our safety that's that's why we fear things because we're afraid that it can hurt us or kill us so we tend to stay away from things that could be dangerous and tend to avoid things that we feel could potentially lead to danger the reality is in most of our life we're fairly safe and our brains have not developed as advanced as we have and as far as our society has so our brains 
interpret things like anxiety as life or death situations when the reality is you failing your speech in front of your boss or screwing up that presentation in front of clients literally doesn't result in death, but our brains think it does. To acknowledge that, that your brain thinks very binary compared to what the reality is, is important because you learn to understand what fear actually is. And fear isn't as life or death as it may seem when it takes over, when anxiety takes over. Now, regardless of how you feel about him, Jordan Peterson understands fear very well, and he explains fear to a lot of his clients that see him. A perfect example he used is he had a client that was afraid of elevators. This person could not ride in elevators. They had to take stairs everywhere. It was getting crazy because when you're taking a stair up 30 flights up and down, it gets exhausting and it's hard for the knees. Being afraid of elevators to that degree is, is unrealistic in the day-to-day -day life, especially living in a Western society when most buildings are high-rises at this point. So he was working with this individual to lessen their fear of elevators. And he often says, when you diminish your fear, you do not become less afraid, you become more brave. And there's a big difference. And I'm going to explain that difference now. So this individual would slowly just put their foot in an elevator. That's all they would do. Then they would take one step in the elevator. Then they would ride the elevator down one floor. Then they would ride the elevator down the whole way down. And as they did this, they would become braver, not less afraid. You say, what does, what's the difference? Well, if you're le just less afraid to ride the elevator, then you'll be able to ride the elevator every time because you're no longer afraid of it. But if you're braver than you were and you acknowledge that you're braver, that you've overcome your fear because you've challenged yourself, you've challenged something, rather than just being able to ride the elevator every time, that braveness, that lesson of I've overcome my fear of elevators, it transcends to other parts of your life. So rather than just not being afraid to ride the elevator, instead of just thinking of it like that, you say, I was able to overcome this obstacle of not wanting to ride in elevators. I now ride in elevators. So when the next challenge happens in my life, I can use that same strength that I channeled to overcome my fear of elevators to overcome the next obstacle. And that is a difference between coming, becoming more brave and being less afraid. If you're simply less afraid of the individual thing, you can only achieve that individual thing you've overcome. But if you become braver, that braveness, that confidence, that transcends to anything in life. And it has a domino effect, meaning the more challenges you overcome, the more confident you become. And it's not a false sense of confidence. I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say you're fearful of dogs. You're afraid dogs are going to bite you. So you have exposure therapy with dogs where you're slowly being introduced to dogs, nice dogs, kind dogs, polite dogs. And you see, dogs aren't that mean. Dogs are actually pretty nice. So eventually, you learn to develop a relationship with dogs where on your own terms, you feel comfortable being around dogs. So let's say you're walking down the street one day and you see a stray cat or a raccoon and you've never had a fear of raccoons, but you know raccoons can be dangerous. Well, you don't want to cross the street because it's dangerous out and it's dark and there's no lights and you're afraid to get hit by a car. So you know the only way to get back home is to walk through the raccoon. Now you think either I'll walk past the raccoon and as I get closer, he'll run away or he's going to challenge me and I'm going to have to fight this raccoon my whole way home. Well, if you've already overcome your fear of dogs, odds are you're going to say to yourself, wait a minute, I thought every dog wanted to kill me. The reality is all these animals have their own value systems, and usually that's either getting attention or more importantly, getting food or safety. So this raccoon is probably the same thing, just like those dogs that don't want to bite me and all they care about is their own well-being, their own safety and getting food. This raccoon's probably the same thing. So as I walk up to this raccoon, it's probably going to run away. It's not going to engage me to fight because there's a million escape routes it can take. It's probably only looking for food and I'm probably the last thing on its mind. 
You would have never had that deductive reasoning if you had, would have not overcome a challenge in the future, or past rather, which was the fear of dogs. So that's how this confidence can transcend to other things. I'll give you a literal example of something that I've done. I've always had a fear of dentists, always had a fear of dentistry. Doesn't mean I don't go to the dentist, but every time I go to the dentist, it becomes easier to go to the dentist. I still don't like doing it. I still hate it. But every time I do it, it's just easier and I'm less afraid. I still dislike it, but there's a difference between disliking something and being anxious towards something and having a physiological reaction where your heart's racing and you got the cold sweats and the spins and disorientation. Like that doesn't happen anymore. It has not happened for a very long time because I've learned this scenario is uncomfortable, but it's not going to kill me. It's not that bad. You know, Sam Harris is a very intelligent guy. I recently downloaded his app, the Waking Up app. It's an incredible app for meditation. It's really helped me align myself with a habit of habitually meditating every single morning. And it has really grounded me and helped me understand my thought process and stop myself in my tracks of ruminating in my thoughts. A big portion of this understanding is because as I was meditating one day, Sam said, if you're uncomfortable, it's okay to move. You're not breaking concentration during meditation when you're uncomfortable sitting, if you want to realign yourself to get into a more comfortable position. But today, instead of changing yourself and being comfortable, what if you embrace the pain? He said, because you see, pain is an interesting thing. And this is, this is Sam's words, not mine. He said, to experience pain in the present moment is you already experiencing it. There's nothing you can do to not experience it because you're already, you're already, you're already equipped. It's easy for me to say. You're already equipped to experience the pain you're currently experiencing in the present moment. The fear you have of pain is not the current pain you're experiencing. It's the next pain that may come in the future, which you know is going to eventually come at some point. Pain comes and goes. So rather than fearing the pain in the future, if you learn to embrace the present pain currently going on, which you're already enduring, whether you like it or not, you're already enduring it. But if you learn to acknowledge it for what it is and embrace it in its present moment, as the pain comes in the future, as you can expect pain in the future, before it comes, as you're enduring it in the future, you will have the confidence and you will have the awareness and patience to endure it a lot easier. And pain is mostly psychological. There are, There is physical pain. There is neuropathic pain. I get that. But a lot of it is in your head. If you engage it, if you challenge the pain, it just exasperates the symptoms. Pain is inevitable, but if you acknowledge it and you allow it to just pass and you just allow to, if you accept it, if you embrace it and do the best you can with what you have, it is far lesser than it has to be. And that is an incredible lesson I've learned from Sam Harris. It's an incredible lesson about anything. And pain can come in physiological pain and emotional pain and psychological pain. But to acknowledge it as it is and tell yourself that every time I've previously had pain, I've been able to endure it because I can, because it's not that bad, because I'm more fearful about the next pain, not what's currently happening, because as I'm having these thoughts, I'm already in the middle of it, enduring it, and I'm okay. So I'll be okay next time. This is a very meta podcast. I'm sure you're thinking I'm all over the place, but I'm going to hone this in now and tell you really why I'm bringing up challenging yourself. This is where I want you involved. I've created a subreddit. I want you to find the subreddit as I will put a link in the podcast description. There is a post that I will name the challenge community. And the purpose of this community is for you to share your challenge. You can give as much information or as little information as you want. You can give your whole life story. You can just put, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. That's all you have to do. People will then respond 
maybe a day after, a week from now, a month from now, and they'll keep coming back, and they're going to be sharing their challenges as well. So it, it's a cycle of us all checking up on each other to ensure that we're meeting our goals. And this is our community, this, this community of all of us listening, is one that looks out for each other, and we all want to achieve our goals. So I think with each other's help and each other's confidence and backing, we'll be able to achieve that because we're doing it not just for ourselves but for each other because we all want to be better at whatever we're trying to do. So people will comment on that person trying to lose 20 pounds, say, How, how'd this week go? And maybe you'll be honest, say, you know what, I didn't do very well. I actually, I was very depressed and I ate poorly this week and I made a lot of poor choices. And that's fine because you won't always meet your challenge, but it's important to be transparent with yourself and be transparent with the people that are trying to help you because maybe those people, maybe their challenge is something different than yours. And maybe they're actually a fitness coach and they'll say, you know what, I find diet is hard when you go day to day. So here's what I recommend. Try, try meal planning for the week by communicating your problems and your challenges to other people on this subreddit. It's a non-judgmental place where we only have one focus, and that's meeting our goals. So if you want to share your challenge, I'm going to share my challenge with you guys, and I hope a few of you will join this subreddit and share your challenges as well so we can keep up on each other and, and tell each other how we're doing and hopefully share our completion because that's the goal. Ideally, we want to share stories of how this community helped one another and allowed us to achieve goals we never thought we could have done by ourselves. So what's the first challenge for me, Lauren Bronstein? I have taken a book out at the library. It's on hold. I have not gotten it yet, but it is a 900-page book. Now, I've never read a book that's 900 pages. I'm sure a lot of children's books, Harry Potter's, are quite large as far as pages go, but this is a very thick and heavy read. The name of the book is Musashi. It is a Japanese novel highly recommended by Jocko Wilnick and Tim Ferriss. It was written by, and please forgive my poor pronunciation of this Japanese name, uh, I.G. or E.G.? Yoshikawa. I believe that's how you pronunciate it. If someone can correct me, I'd be more than happy to say it properly, please. But this is a its a very large book with, with a lot of complex information from my understanding. And at 900 pages, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for me. Uh, I don't mind reading thick books, but books that have heavy context often take me a little longer, as I'll often reread to ensure that I fully absorb the context. So, it, like, as I said, the challenge doesn't have to be something difficult, but it has to be something that pushes your boundaries. So to sit down and not speed read, but in a reasonable time, read a 900-page book is what I would consider a challenge. So I will be sharing that on the subreddit. I'll even be adding a link to the book yourself if you want to check it out. But I would love for you to share your challenges with me. So this is this is your goal for this podcast and for the week and I hope this doesn't just end it this week. I hope you'll keep coming back to the subreddit, sharing your progress and sharing your challenges. So I'll drop a link, but I would love for you to join the thread and say, this this is me, whether you want to share your name or your social media handles or anything, you can do it completely anonymously if you want. You could just say, I'm going to be anonymous, but this is my challenge. And people, including myself, will comment on that a couple days from now, a week from now, a month from now, checking up on you, just saying, how's it going? Do you need help with anything? Is there any advice you'd like? Is there any resources we can maybe help you get to maintain this challenge or continue to push yourself? And I hope after you achieve that goal, you'll accept a new challenge. Because what you'll notice is the more challenges you take on, the easier the next challenge becomes. And you'll surprise yourself. You'll build your confidence and you'll honestly shock yourself because you don't even realize how capable you are and how much you can achieve just by pushing the limits of what you thought was possible. 
I want to thank you guys so much for listening. This was a really fun episode to do. This is more of a personal episode, but I want to get the community involved. I know a lot of you guys I see on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. There's a lot of things you want to achieve, and you guys are looking for life hacks and shortcuts. And life isn't about shortcuts. It's, it's about just buckling down and doing it so we can achieve this together. I promise if you join this community, I guarantee whatever goal you're trying to meet, you will meet it. I promise you because holding each other accountable is one of the most powerful tools. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I would love for you guys to rate this on iTunes because it helps more people see the podcast. I am overwhelmed, overwhelmed, because yesterday we broke 800 listeners. And in a night, I've already passed that by another 10, so we're like 811 or something. It's overwhelming to think so that many people are listening to this. So I cannot thank you guys enough. But obviously, us as a community, because this isn't just me talking. I know you think it's just me talking, so it's just you listening to me. That's That could not be any more untrue. You guys send me articles. We have conversations online. That information then transcends into this podcast, into other people's ears. So if you think this is a me talking to you scenario, you could not be further from the truth. The reality is it's a conversation we have online, and then I reflect our conversations through this podcast. If you want to be part of the community and share some of these conversations before they show up on the podcast, please join the Facebook group. Please follow me on social media at lbrainstein or Space Tree Hub. And please join the subreddit and share your challenge because I would love to hear what you guys are hoping to achieve. But until next time, Lauren Bronstein out, and thanks for listening.